Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in this week. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, you missed out, check out Kid Everest. They are the world's first crowdfunding platform started by three incredible sisters, Kayla, who's 14, Keegan and Ashley, who are both 13. And they are giving other kids the opportunity to share their creative ideas and unique talents and points of view. And you can help as well by donating five, 10, 15, 20, 50, $75 towards all their campaigns that are listed on their website, kideverest.com. Now, some of these campaigns might be an artist with autism who wants to publish a book. And there's one on there, it's called Squeaky Clean Feet. It's the world's first luxury aquatic foot care product. So check that out. And this one's really creative. During COVID, he started BuzzBox Booster. And it's a fun box that's mailed to your home and it gives your kids something to do while the parents are busy, probably working from home on their Zoom calls. So it really entertains your kids while the parents have to work. So very creative ideas that you can support as well. So head over to kidevers.com and check out all those campaigns and give something to these kids so they can get their creative ideas and businesses out to the world. Thanks so much for supporting them. And this week, my guest is a young lady, Dana, from Cookies for Cures, baking cookies to fund research into rare childhood diseases. Another incredible kid changing the world. So let's listen in. As moms, we will do anything for our kids. Well, almost anything. Is your child an aspiring entrepreneur or do they already have a business and just don't know how to gain traction, momentum, and sales? For the last nine years, I've been guiding my daughter in running and scaling her online baking business. Find out the scoop as we hear from other mom bosses and learn how their kidpreneurs are successfully making five and six figures dominating their markets. What do they know that you don't? Tune in every week while these mom managers spill the tea. Well, Lemonade, helping you through the ins and outs of business so you too can guide your kidpreneur to pursue their dreams, build confidence, and their bank account along the way. Join the ranks of this elite mom boss tribe. I am your host, Katrina Wilson, and you are listening to the Lemonade to Laptops podcast. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Lemonade to Laptops podcast where we bring you incredible kids around the world. Today, I would like to welcome Dana. She is from Cookies for Cures, baking cookies to fund research into rare childhood diseases. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Hi, I'm Dana, and I'm the founder of my nonprofit Cookies for Cures. Today, I am doing spectacular, and I just got out of school. I love that you're spectacular. What an attitude. I love that. So tell us, where did this concept come from? Like, where did this business idea pop? When did it pop into your head? Well, I've always had like all these weird business ideas. Like when I was really little, once I went and made a ton of paper fans in the winter. And so we had, 
it's like this book about a guy who sold hats like by going out on the street and saying hats for sale oh my gosh I don't remember what it's called um I know what book you're talking about with the monkeys uh, in the trees oh yes that one yes yes okay um and so I decided to go outside in the middle of winter and I had a box full of fans and I just walked up and down the street saying paper fans for sale paper fans for sale and it was the middle of winter there was no one outside (laughs) it was so cold why would you want a fan I don't know but yeah um so I've always loved like doing business stuff and then and then one day on my seventh birthday I found out that my friend Mila had been diagnosed with a rare and fatal disease called Batten and what can you explain to us what batten is um it's a rare disease and it and it gets worse over time and it like it stops you from being able to talk to see and okay so how old was your friend when he was was it a he or she she when she was diagnosed how old was she uh, Mila was a year younger than me, so she was six. Mm, okay. And then, so how did this come about, This your, your business name, and what did you want to do? Well, I wanted to help save my friend. And at first I was going to sell lemonade, but I didn't plan on just keeping this through the summer. And lemonade isn't really something that you can sell in the winter just because it's cold. Even though I love lemonade whenever, I'll drink it during the winter, I'll drink it, I'll drink it whenever. But I feel like most people do not share my opinion. So then we came up with the idea of cookies. Cookies are perfect. You eat them whenever. They're really delicious and they're not too hard to make. They weren't too hard when I started. I had ne- I'd never baked anything in my whole entire life and the only th- and I'd only eaten cookies. That's the only thing that I'd ever done with cookies. And maybe frost them for school or something. And and you were like, okay, I'm going to bake cookies. Yep. So then what happened next? I got my mom's help and we started mm-hmm. baking tons of cookies. And then we loaded them all up into our red wagon. And then I walked down the neighborhoods in, in Boulder. That's where I live. <laughs> um, and then... We sold our cookies to try and raise money to fund research into Mila's rare disease. Our first goal was $1,000, and it took us three months, but we finally reached it. And then we started GoFundMe, and then we got, and then we somehow got on the front page of GoFundMe. So we went kind of viral. Um, yeah, so how much did you end up raising on the GoFundMe page? $56,000 by the yeah. end of the year. Wow. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. That's incredible. You should be so proud of yourself. Although my brother probably got one of the best jobs. He was the money dude. So he carried around an envelope. And while I was talking to people, he just walked up and said, put your money in here with the envelope. And then I didn't even have to finish up what what I was saying. I guess people listen to the little kid who just walks up. So your brother's younger than you. Yes, by two years and sometimes three years, depending on right. what month it is. Right. So you raise this money, then do you still continue to bake your cookies, right? Yep. Okay. I've been and, baking a lot recently. Oh, recently you've been baking a lot? Yep. So 
So tell me, wait, how old are you now? Right now I'm 10 and I'll be 11 in April. So you start and you started this when you were how old? Seven on my, on my birthday. So, so and it's my birthday is 18th. So I'm nine, 19 days away. Away from 11? And from Cookies for Cures being four years old. That's what I'm saying. Like in this four years. Wow. So in this four years, do you know how much you've raised total? I think over $150,000, although the number keeps on getting higher and higher and higher. I can't keep track anymore. Stop it. Wow. That's incredible. So go back a little farther and your, you know, your first goal was a thousand dollars and you did that in three months and then you did the GoFundMe page, right? And then after the GoFundMe page, you continued to bake, right? And sell your cookies. Yeah. My friend, Ollie, who I met at like a kid's play area, Mm -hmm. um, he developed a rare pediatric disease called PANS. And I decided then that I wasn't going to stop. And I was also going to help out Ollie. So now you're helping two people out. Yep. So then I was helping out two people. And Uh we raised $30,000, which helped add a new postdoc researcher to the Stanford Hands Clinic. Nice. Okay. And then I got nominated for Global Genes Rare Disease Summit. And I somehow was given the award of the Rising Star. And I got to talk at the gala. And then I met my friend Ben, who has a rare disease called SMA. Mm -hmm. Um, and he introduced me and then I also started up cookies for SMA. You just keep going. Yes, I do. (laughs) Um, I love it. One last friend who I'm now raising money for. Her name is Sophie and she has an ultra rare disease called MCTO, which makes her bones dissolve. So. Okay. How old is Sophie? Right now she's three, I think. Oh, she's three. Yeah. yeah. Now you keep going from person to person to person because you just love raising money, helping these kids out. But in essence, you're helping out more than just one kid. If you helped fund a position at a, a clinic, did you say? Yeah. So you're helping out many, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. By that, by them doing research. Yeah. Yeah. That's and awesome. then meals from Batten was like specific only to her. Uh-huh. And so um, Melison, which was her treatment that we ended up funding, okay. um, that opened up a new window for personalized treatments, which is really exciting. Cause I mean, I was a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. So why do you know why you decided to go with the nonprofit route? Like as your business model, you did a nonprofit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or did, is mom and dad helping you with that? My mom is helping me with yeah. that. Okay. All right. So that's your business model. So that's what you're doing. How did 2020, did it impact your business? Did it not? Did it, what did you do during that time? It really impacted Cookies for Cures. So we had been doing lots of cookie pop-ups, which is where we go and do like a bake sale sort of thing with a cookie table and a donation box mm-hmm. and then people could donate to whatever cause they wanted um but a lot of the places like they weren't open to people anymore right. because of covid mm-hmm. um, 
And so that's made it a lot harder. But Sophie's family owns a restaurant. So we've been doing a lot of cookie pop-ups oh. at the restaurant Santo. And yeah, that's really nice. And then that's also, then COVID has actually opened up a lot more online stuff for us. So you have been doing online stuff. Yep. So what have you been doing online? Lots of bake-alongs and stuff like that. So what's a bake-along? Um, it's where I teach someone how to bake either one of my cakes. Yes, I now do cakes. Oh. <laughs> and, or cookies. Or maybe someone else will teach me how to make something. Oh, that's neat. So you're, you kind of exchange your, your knowledge and your skills and you teach. Yeah. And then it's also a way for like the audience to learn how to go and make all these desserts. Right, right. And then do you find that your audience tends to donate when you do these? Is that how you're getting donations? Um, yeah, but also it's, it's kind of fun to like see when the audience makes their own versions. And I always feel super duper proud because it's like, well, they made these beautiful cakes or cookies or whatever because you helped teach them. And so that always feels good. Yeah. And then, then they tag you in it so you can see all the, their creations. Yep. Oh, that's neat. That's awesome. Well, my daughter is a, um, she's been a, she has her own baking business and now she's 23 and she started when she was about 12 or 13 and she baked cakes and cupcakes and now it's gone into sugar cookies, decorating sugar cookies. So I know it's fun. Sugar cookies are fun. Yeah. So yeah. Have you tried sugar cookies? Oh, yes. I love like you go and make royal icing and dip them in. I like this technique where you go and like put in some drops of food coloring then you swirl it around, but not mix it in entirely like with a toothpick. Just so then when you dip in the cookie, you get like this marbled look with white areas and areas of your food color. It's kind of like a tie-dye, kind of. Yeah, tie-dye. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah, you got to think of these different techniques and what everybody would like, right? Yeah. yeah. So what is, now that things are kind of starting starting to open up, you know, with COVID and everything, what, what are your plans for the rest of the year? Or, you know, do you have some plans coming up for the next month or two? Yeah, really soon I'm going to have another cookie pop-up at Santo. Okay. which will be on April 11th. Yep. And that's really exciting. So when you do your cookie pop-ups, you're going to bake a lot of cookies, right? So do you do different kinds? Do you do just one kind? How, like, tell me what I can see. If I was a customer coming in there, what am I going to see on your table? You'd see that every single cookie bag has like, Maybe two of the same kind of cookie, but not, not very many of the same. Okay. Um, although doing all that baking would be impossible on our own. So we, well, on my own. Um, so we have over a hundred volunteers what? who help us bake. Are you kidding me? No. Wait, so you're just not doing this yourself or your mom you have now formed this 
group of volunteers that want to help you towards the cause and they yeah. bake as well mm -hmm. genius and you, you can't really genius. tell people what they should bake so i feel like it would be kind of hard to have only one type of cookie oh so they just bake what they want to bake yeah and donate the the, pro, the cookies to your cause mm -hmm. your pop-up that is perfect yeah. wow i love it that was a that's a good but business model because then you're not doing all the work right and yeah. people feel like they're con contributing because they're helping towards your pop-up in your cause we usually have to have like over 500 cookies and so doing that all on your own is pretty tough yeah i feel like i could do it but i'd probably pull a few all-nighters yeah that's that's tough yeah so do you bag up all the cookies and do all that yourself? Well, that's a lot of cookies to bag up. So my mom helps me. Oh, okay. Um, but it's a two-person team and mm -hmm. we go and create all these bags of cookies. Yep. So how much do you sell a bag for? Um, it's donation-based. Oh, so okay. You can donate whatever makes your heart feel good and order as many bags as you want, as long as you don't do like a hundred. That would, that would be insane. <laughs> yeah, they would, six, they would take all your inventory, right? Because each pre-ordered bag ha has six cookies in it. So that would be 600 cookies for one person. Oh, so they can pre-order like a half a dozen cookies. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Okay. All right. So Tell me in this almost four years of doing this, like, can you remember moments like what has, what have been your ch most challenging moments or your proudest moments? Well, the proudest moments is really easy. Um, I, what I felt super duper duper proud when I found out that I helped fund research that ended up creating a new treatment for Mila's form of batten. Mm -hmm. And then that was almost certainly my proudest moment. And then the challenging stuff, um, as of like for nonprofit stuff, it's probably like COVID because that made it a lot harder to do a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, the hardest, the hardest part is probably knowing that if I don't trap, it had changed my friends' lives and they could die. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That is the, that's the hardest part, right? Because yeah. I'm sure you've developed these loving relationships with these kids, other kids and, and their families, right? Yeah, absolutely. Huh. So, yeah. So how are the kids doing? Are they how is their treatments? How is the research? For Benzer disease, uh, we just finished up mm -hmm. $50,000, which is half of our research grant that wow. is working right now to go and fund research into SMA. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And so that's like our biggest thing right now. Right, right. Okay. Um, what else do I want to ask you? So you know, you're, you're going to be 11 in how many days? 19. And 19 days. Like, how do you do this all? How are you a student? How are you 
balancing and managing all your time? Probably because I don't get very much schoolwork and I do, and I often do math work during lunch. Um, <laughs> yeah. and then I, or I just go and bake cookies until dinner and then I do math after dinner because mm-hmm. math is like my only real thing. Um, but sometimes I have like essays or whatever because right. I'm in fifth grade right now, so it's not too much homework. Right. Um, but I can usually get those done during the school day just because um, my main teacher, she gives us lots of, she gives us like a few hours to do, go and do work. Okay, so are you, are your schools back in school or are you still at home doing work? Um, so it's back in school, but you have the option to stay at home and right now I'm staying at home. Okay, all right, so you're, you're still at home. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a lot to juggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I don't bake cookies every day, so that makes life easier. Right. I mean, right. Bake, yeah. Cause like, I mean, I'm not going to be baking the day after a cookie pop-up just because we have one every month. And then we probably have to put a lot in the freezer and fridged cookies don't taste super good. I can yeah, say Yeah. We like fresh. fresh. <laughs> yeah. We like fresh. So where do you see this business going? Well, I hope that we can get lots of more kids to go and start their own cookies for cures. Because mm. um, one day I want to have one cookies for cures for every single rare pediatric disease without a cure, which is like the biggest goal in the whole entire universe. And of course, I can't do that alone. So I'm hoping to have more kids get inspired and want to help family members or friends or maybe themselves if they have a rare disease um, by starting their own cookies for cures. Yes, I love that. Like starting their own lemonade stand, but it's cookies for cures. Yeah. I love it. Well, that's a big lofty goal, and but I I bet you can do it because you're a (laughs) go-getter. So- how can people get a hold of you? How can people donate? Where can people find you? Well, I'm on Instagram. Okay. Cookies for cures underscore kids. Um, and the four is the number four. Not, okay. not F-O-R. Um, and then if you have any ideas for events, you can email me at info at cookiesforcures.com. Mm-hmm. Okay, and- so... The easiest way is either your Instagram or to email you. You So you don't have a website? No, I do have a website. Oh, okay. What's your website? It's www.cookiesforcures.com because, well, .org was taken. <laughs> okay. Well, good, good. Um, and I just want to commend you for doing all this wonderful wor- work in the world. You are one incredible young lady. Thanks. So keep it up. And thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me. I've had a ton of fun. Yes, absolutely. And we will watch you and go over, everybody go over to her Instagram or her website and check her out. Okay. Did you love that story as much as I did? Thank you so much for listening to the Lemonade to Laptops podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe 
and we will see you next week.